It is the year 2022, and we are doing our first show. We are the Subbo Tours. We're your hosts. I am Misha. Woo-hoo. I'm Mai. Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> New co-host! Woohoo! So okay. much energy from this strange person that we've never had on before. Hey, I'm, I don't use MJ anymore. I'm no longer on air. So you know what? I I was thinking start 2022 on a sort of new leaf. So I'm just going to use my real nickname, not my on-air name. Hi, you're, I am Mai. Sh- She's still if famous to us. He <laughs> came <laughs> She's starstruck na ako when we record eh. I'm I know, angry. right? Oh, lol. And that's Anjo. Happy New Year! Once we figured out our names, once we got our names out of the way, we are going to take a look back at our favorite, our least favorite, all the movies that affected us in some way in 2021. We are looking back at the year that was and hopefully... We'll figure out where we're going in today's episode of Subbo Tours. We like movies. And cue the music. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so it is now 2022. Where the hell did the time go? Uh, You you know how 2020 and 2021 just felt like they melded together Mm -hmm, in some mm -hmm. way? It's like, it's just a repeat basically. So it's like, maybe a little better than 2020, you know? Well, even if we were all in lockdown, we were all doing our little quarantines and whatnot um, at various times. I think that it was not an entirely awful year for movies. I I think it's safe to say, surprisingly. There weren't as many theatrical releases, but there was a lot of stuff on streaming, whether whether it was features, whether it was animation, whether it was... um, uh, long-form dramas. There was a lot of content that we took in last year. So let's just dive into it. What kept you guys sane? What, what were your standouts? Might not be the greatest movie or like, you know, one of the best movies, but it really, it's a, it's a win for, for creatives because we, we got to see the actual Zack Snyder Justice League. So that guy, it, oh my it's god, a, we're starting with that. I, <laughs> it's a win for oh fans. Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. Oh he led with that. Let me finish. Let me finish. He's, he's, we're never going to recover. There's no way. We're, there's no way we're going to go down from here. So we'll start with this because it's a win for fans, one, and it's a win for the creative community. This is a family like, show. We're not going down. You, you like going down, so. Okay. So okay, that, went, that went from zero to a hundred really fast. Oh, right. I know. Yeah, let's just cut that yeah. out. I'm sorry. No, let's keep it. Oh, <laughs> no, no, we're I'm keeping, keeping it. We're keeping it, it. We're keeping it. Okay. Um, Misha's such a hoe. <laughs> I guess it is noteworthy, especially for this podcast, because um, it was the first uh, movie we actually got advanced screeners of. Yay! Thank you, Warner Brothers. Woo-hoo! And um, I guess. Zack Snyder was also the first person we called the A-word. Despite Not it being in the title of this Not podcast. Not amateur. No, but 
I can't believe we actually used it on Zack Snyder first. So What's the fine. word? What's the word? <laughs> like, tour. Um, <laughs> yeah, she had to calm it down. She had to calm it down. Uh, Did to, like, that hurt? Did that hurt little you? A little bit, little bit, little bit. Let's give, but, a, let's give Mai, Mai a round of applause yay! for coughing it up. You know what? Yay. I'm also saving you guys the confusion because I'm sure like in our past episodes, you've made the mistake of saying Mai instead of MJ a bajillion times already. So I'm just saving you guys from that. But anyway, yeah. Um, New uh, year, new host. Huh. Oh, I thought you were going to say new ho, but that's accurate too. But <laughs> 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 Why are we so slutty today? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because of, you know, we just came from the season of ho ho ho. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, we're talking about we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Not, not, not hoeing it out. <laughs> We've talked so much about Zack Snyder, but fine. I acknowledge. I acknowledge that. Yes. Yeah. Fine. It's, it's a, yeah. It was, fine. you know, it was so overindulgent. You know, but you know, it's Zack Snyder. So what are, what are you going to expect? But it's it's really mostly a win for fans, you know, who've been begging, uh, who've been screaming at Warner Brothers to release the sex, the fabled Zack Snyder cut. You know, it's also a win for creatives because, you know, the creative community won against the, a big company. So there, that's why, to me, that's why this movie stood out to me the most, you know. The… Superhero movies that stood out for me. Do you remember we used to get like three Marvel movies a year or something? Yeah. Last year, we finally got a little bit of a return to that after everything was delayed for so long. Uh, we Last year, we had Black Widow. We had The Eternals. We had Shang-Chi. Yes. And um, I, I honestly had a lot of fun with Black Widow and Shang-Chi. <laughs> yes. yes. I, um, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. Especially uh, Shang-Chi. They, I guess they really weren't as... I don't know if it's maybe us not seeing them on the big screen, so the effect isn't really the same. They weren't like phenomenal. They weren't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They weren't great, great. No, they were great in a way, but you know, nothing epic, honestly, for me. But you know, I was just happy to see Marvel again. I th- yeah, I, th- I think they kind of needed to scale it back a little bit after all the craziness yeah. and the universe ending of Endgame and I think yeah, you know, every Infinity War a bit more. And um, opening in a few days here in the Philippines is No Way Home. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that one brings back the whole um, multi-universal, big universe, big galaxy stakes that we got used to, that we were spoiled by Mm -hmm. in the last couple of Avengers movies. Actually, yeah, that's the right term for it. We were spoiled by all the action and uh, all the eventful events. Eventful events! Eventful (laughs) Eventful events. It's our first show of the year. We're getting our groove back, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You know, some people might still be drunk or hungover or whatever. But yeah, Yeah. um, but I honestly think that Marvel had more standouts in the TV series with Loki and um, uh, Captain Winter Soldier. More recently, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye. Oh my goodness. That show stood out to me. Yeah. Really. So I think in terms of superheroes and WandaVision. So they really focused on those first. I feel like more. I feel like more energy was put into the TV series, which is why they scaled back a little on the um, on the movies. The movies. The big releases. That's an interesting yeah. take. Something I think that's interesting is that um, you can tell that they're trying to thread the line to walk the line of making shows that you can watch without necessarily knowing everything in the movies and vice versa, mm-hmm. because they 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 know that not everybody's going to be able to watch every 
single second of content they produce. So everything has to more or less be able to stand alone on its own. And uh, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Speaking about you know, talking about superheroes, okay, we 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 saw we saw Wonder Woman eighty four last year. And we all knew that was shit. You can listen to our episode about Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh my god. <laughs> we had fun recording that episode because oh, one we were recording together. Yeah. She Hopefully and Chris Pine raped a dude. Oh my god. Okay, for, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it, okay. Warner Brothers, aside from giving us, you know, like we knew that Justice League, we talked about the Zack Snyder Justice League movie, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League came coming out. We're talking about a fresh new take on a team of on another team of superheroes, the Suicide Squad by James Gunn. That was fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> honestly that was fun as hell. That For me so personally, that was my favorite superhero release. I'm usually a Marvel. I usually lean more towards Marvel, but everybody leans towards Marvel. Yeah. More. <laughs> but for once, I actually genuinely enjoyed Suicide Squad, something from DC, even more than mm-hmm, the Marvel mm-hmm. releases yeah. this year. I love it. It was just sobrang gago lang talaga. Again, we have recorded this already, <laughs> so check out that episode. Yeah, but, yeah. But <laughs> shameless plugs. I know there Too are a lot of again. a lot of shameless plugs in this episode. Woo. Um and. Uh, I would also give it the award of the movie that made me the thirstiest last year because was it Star? Wow, that's a new Star, right? Oh it's yeah, Star. Oh yeah, those little. It was King oh Shark. It's it, the shorts. Oh, yeah. no? the King Shark. So are you are you trying to push this? My my is a furry agenda. No, now, no, just <laughs> just to no. be clear. It's because of Idris Elba, Joel Kinnaman, and maybe a little bit of John Cena. Especially when they were all in on screen together at the same time. John with Cena that was in this movie? Wait, you saw John Cena? How? I didn't see him. But hey, wait, wait. wait. So you of John Cena in, that, in the movie. Eh, that, big, that big explosion with the three of them walking. Ano? It's parang, bakit may empty space on my side? Two of them. There was two of them. What are you talking about? Why there's negative three. space on the side? Parang mali yata yung composition. Pangit naman. Walang balance. <laughs> But yeah, uh, oh my god, Idris Elba. Yes, Thirsty Movie Award goes to this movie. I swear to God. This movie, I feel like, you know how what James Gunn did for Marvel. And it was all under the guidelines of the MCU. Because if you look at how he did the Suicide Squad, it was like he just did whatever. You know, Warner Brothers gave him the creative license to do whatever he wants. Well, I guess this oh, is the, the, it was the year of Warner Brothers just being like, whatever, okay, do what the fuck you guys want. Because they gave that license to Zack Snyder and they gave that license to James Gunn. So it's like, a good direction at least. Given yeah. the the slew well, of shit bombs from the well, previous Well, they years. also did that to, with Patty Jenkins. Like, do the ending that you oh, want. We, we got the right, speech. Right, so, right, so, right. So, yeah. uh, hit or miss, I guess. But that was in 2020. So 2021 yeah. had better had better outlook yeah. for Warner Brothers. Naman. True, 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 true. So there. Good year for them, I guess. Good year, good year, good year. I liked Suicide Squad because it was pretty much like you know, a lo- watching a live-action R-rated cartoon, and it really worked on that level. But let's talk about some of the actual cartoons that came out. Um, did I, I really liked Luca? If you guys are able to catch that one, oh, that was a I Disney Pixar film about these two sea creatures who become human when they're outside of the sea, but when they're in the water, they turn back into sea creatures. And wit. 
It, it was like a 90-minute Vespa ad. If you watch it, it honestly was a 90-minute Vespa commercial down to the branding, the beauty shots, everything. But somehow it was still a heartwarming tale about finding friends in the unlikeliest of places. And I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. And acceptance. It's about acceptance. Yeah, very much. Absolutely. It's a really, really cute movie. And it had, you know, it had, you know, it had heart. Mm-hmm. Um it was one of them, you know. Could I say it was a surprise? Yeah, not really, because it's you know it's Disney, yeah. Pixar, and, and the output's normally great. So, <laughs> I, I watch a lot of cartoons this year. Uh, you know, it, this was fairly recent because I just saw it. You know, during the Christmas break, I saw Arcane, and it's it's amazing. So for for a lot of people who don't know what it's about, it's based on a video game or sorry, a computer game called League of Legends. And the characters of this movie are based on the characters in the video game. And they managed to actually write a good story for it. Like it, It's, you know, I, I would say very, very well-written. Like the characterizations of the characters were characterizations <laughs> of the characters. Oh um, my God. Eventful events. That's two. That's two. That's two. <laughs> uh, You're forgiven. The characterizations of the champions, as they're called in the game, are just on. You know, it's just amazing, and it's a visual treat. The art style is amazing. Plus, I'm a sucker for steampunk. Mm, I didn't get to catch and the that. The art direction is amazing. You could take any frame from this thing and just put it up on your wall. It looks great, and the voice cast really goes a long way towards selling it. People like Haley Steinfeld. Katie Long, you, you know, these, these, these people are not traditionally found in animation, but they did really good stuff. Katie Leung, you mean like Cho Chang from the Harry Potter series? Katie mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. She was Caitlin. Oh, I like Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And Haley Steinfeld was Vi. Ooh, interesting. She's in so oh, that's many really, things. It makes this, this makes this more awesome. <laughs> she, she, she's in so Kate many Bishop things. Is Vi. Yes. Haley Steinfeld mm-hmm. kicked so much ass in Hawkeye next to Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is still small. <laughs> what? What the actual shit? <laughs> that was so random. Yeah, is this you, from you, your you, perspective you, as a six-foot man? I'm not I'm not six feet, but you could see how tall Haley Steinfeld was compared to Jeremy Renner every time they had a scene together. <laughs> What the actual <laughs> hell? Nothing. I just thought he'd grow. <laughs> I just thought he'd grow. I love your sex game. What the shit? <laughs> I love you, Jeremy Renner. Uh, yeah. If an arrow comes through your head window, we'll let them go up. It's on yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Talk, you know, talking about video game movies, like, didn't we have an episode about one called Mortal Kombat? That's not in the good list, but let's talk about it. It's probably one no. of my worst. I liked it. I enjoyed <laughs> it. So you bad. like lots of weird things. So I didn't bad. like Monster Hunter. That's a really bad video. No, game Monster Hunter was trash. Okay. I don't know. Mila Jovovich is on the quest to destroy every Capcom franchise. Oof. And her ex-husband, you know. Oh w. my god, yeah, that's right. It's just oh, funny man. that you mentioned Mina Jovovich and her ex-husband W.S. Anderson, not Wes Anderson. It's just they're just, they're just one letter away from each other. <laughs> well, this was not kind of Paul. He's Paul W.S. Anderson. So, you know, if you're not really reading closely, oh my God, how many people do you think went into <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and they were hoping for like, you know, you the know, French it, Dispatch it, or the Grand <laughs> Budapest Hotel or Isle of Dogs, and they went into a fucking zombie movie. <laughs> a horrible zombie movie out of, a, <laughs> you know, from a video game character. 
Uh, speaking of zombie movies, I, this, is, have any of you guys seen the new Resident Evil movie? Mother of God. I didn't even try. Nobody should ever have to watch Wait, that so fucking I, movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's about the Misha. I saw it. You saw it, right? I don't know what they were trying to do. It looked like a TV movie. It felt like a TV movie. The only thing the cast is good for is posing for pictures, honestly. But the second they start moving or open their mouths, you just want to turn off whatever contraption, whatever gadget, whatever screen you're watching this on, throw it into a hole, pour some kerosene on it, and set the whole goddamn thing on fire. And hope that you never, ever, ever need to see a fucking movie again. God, that well, that's a lot of rage. <laughs> oh my god, it's that it's movie that is a lot of stupid. I don't so, know why they so, made it. So should I just take it out of my watch list? Because it is on my watch list. How drunk are you planning to get? You can watch like the CGI Resident Evil if you like on 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 Netflix. You you should be fine with that. Oh yeah, those are fun. Okay. okay yeah, that's I'll, fine. I'll that's those. fine. <laughs> uh, speaking of um, setting things on fire, 2020, <laughs> 2021 was fun. We got a lot of different kinds of action movies because as much as we love the superhero stuff, you know, it's nice to have a little breather in between. And one of um, our my standouts personally was Nobody. I yes. fucking love that flick. Oh, I was oh, about yeah. to mention that too. Damn it. But yes, Bob Odenkirk, I love you. Amazing, amazing stuff where he's just this ordinary guy who gets pushed too far. It's one of those, you know, it's one of those movies that you just can't stop watching because everything about it was so good from the acting to the soundtrack to the action sequences and the villain. Like that's how you do a scary, you know, a fucking scary Russian, you know, Russian gangster, mobster, whatever. I don't know, Joe. I've never done a Russian mobster. Oh my God. Anyway, um, nobody Mm. was actually… I feel like the only people who were really expecting a lot further, were really excited about it, were fans of Bob Odenkirk or Better Call Saul. Right. So right. I feel like it was so underrated, and I've—it's something that more people still need to watch. I think it did pretty well, but more people still need to see it. It's, yeah. And it's we're, because he's not that well known. I mean, he's not a Brad Pitt. He's not a you know. He's not a. Jason he's, Statham. He's not John Wick. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not Keanu a Keanu Reeves. Reeves. But it, it does have uh, John Wick vibes. Definitely. Yeah, he's, a, he's a suburban dad. Yeah. You know, he look, the guy looks like a suburban dad. And um, <laughs> you don't expect that kind of shit from him. The guy beats up, you know, gangsters inside a freaking bus. Mm-hmm. That's a… You know, like he, you know, does Kevin McAllister level traps in a freaking <laughs> warehouse? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something people should what, watch what are, if they didn't see it in 2021. What What are some of your other like you know um, underrated movies you think more people should see from last year? Because you know we didn't have theaters, so people weren't really going out. Um, cinemas only opened and reopened in the Philippines after two years back in November. So. What were some of the movies you guys saw that you wish more people had a chance to see? I honestly enjoyed um, The Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah, I had fun with it. <laughs> I had fun with it. Because, you okay. know. Yeah, because it's, it's I, I want to hear this. No, because it's senseless. And I, I, half the time after work, I just want to watch something brainless. And it was the best medicine that I had. It's not exactly a compliment for the No, movie. no, it's not. <laughs> I said, yeah, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. Fine. I enjoyed it. I like it, the topic is Fine. The topic is about us having fun with whatever we watch. So, The Tomorrow War, as dumb as the movie was, it was fun to watch for me. 
Okay. Flat's so stupid. Plus, it was an excuse for me to see Yvonne Strahovski again. I'm just like, I'm so amused at how easy Angel is to please when it comes to I these realities. I mean, I already knew this, but… <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, if he'll help Chris Pratt have his career, keep his career. So, that's fine. So… What is tomorrow war about? If you could like so if you could so entertainingly tell us why it was very amusing to you. It was so stupid. I mean, there's a war. It's tomorrow. Fucking, it's not it, yesterday. It's a, you know, it, it it's so fucking stupid. It's so ridiculous. I've made it so much fun. There's a fucking war where aliens invade the earth. Ooh, sci-fi shit goes on. And then the humans are bound to lose the war in the future. Lo and behold, because of some stupid technology, they travel back in time to recruit people from the past to fight the fucking war. Biro mo yon, tang ira. They're bound to be extinct. Kumu kumu kay na tao mo matay. Like it's so bad. The plot is so bad that I had to start. You know, I had to start speaking in Tagalog. Can you imagine that? The plot is so bad that you had to have people from the future. <laughs> Recruit people from the past to try and win the war in the future. You are not convincing anybody to watch this movie, my friend. Watch it. It's fucking fun. <laughs> Got aliens and explosions and, you know, brr brrts and boom booms. <laughs> uh, it's not, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it's under, I think it's underrated. I don't, okay, fine, fine, fine. If that's underrated, Wait, is it underrated or just something that you need to kill your brain at the end of the day? I'm confused. Sure. And I think I killed my brain watching Monster Hunter. So this one was okay. It was like a, you know, a small bashing of the brain. Just a small bashing of the brain. You know what really killed my brain on Netflix this that last year was… Fucking red notice. Like what the actual Oh hell? my god. It I mean it was fun. Another well, it has it has a special mention for a thirsty movie. But mm-hmm. besides that, besides Gagadot, besides yep. Ryan Reynolds, besides yep. The Rock, it's just okay. That's the movie where The Rock is an FBI agent and Gagadot and Ryan Reynolds are art thieves and hilarity ensues or so we're told because i don't think i laughed once i don't think i laughed once in this movie i don't, I don't think i laughed once i was i laughed at the bad be- green screen <laughs> i was trying to predict every plot line that would happen oh he's the bad guy oh he's the thief mm-hmm. yeah. i actually thought i made the mistake because i was at, at the dentist and my dentist had this uh, tv screen it's like oh what do you want to watch just in case you know you want to keep yourself entertained while you have your mouth open this whole time um so i so i asked <laughs> misha was drinking <laughs> He spit water out again. <laughs> he's he's on mute and he's cussing out so much. We can <clears> still <throat> hear your raw recording. Yeah, Misha. yes, yeah. What what you do with your mouth is your business. <laughs> Fucking a. Don't, don't, your sex don't do that while oh. I'm drinking. Do not do that. Of your sex tape. No, you were drinking. <laughs> anyway, so my nose I- hurts. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, before <laughs> so upon selecting the movie, I was like, hmm, maybe this isn't a good idea. It's supposed to be a comedy. I might laugh while my dentist is probably working on my tooth, might stab me inside my mouth or something. But 
I was like, okay, nope, no, I'm not worried. Eventually, at least before, until we got to the half of the movie, it's like, okay, I don't have anything to worry about. I mean, they're hot, but it's okay. That's about it's it. like another movie where, you know, friends hang out and, you know, it's an excuse for them to hang out. Pretty <laughs> much. Like, <laughs> it was like an action movie by Adam Sandler, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, what was, what was this movie? Grown Ups. There you go, Grown Ups. So basically, so basically, <laughs> yeah, it's, they're trying to make this uh, whole cop chase kind of thing with the Rock trying to get after Gal Gadot, who is a who is a renowned art thief or relic thief, and he teams up with her rival Ryan Reynolds. But can we spoil it? I mean, there's a yeah, spoiler. Yeah. It's been out it's been for a, a while now. Months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But like the yeah, we... switcheroo at the end, where it's just like, oh. Haha, we were working together this whole time, says The Rock and Gal Gadot. It's like, uh, you know what? what? A twist. It, it was like, you know, when, when that happened, everybody in the room just says, called it. Whoop-dee-doo. Like, oh, surprise. <laughs> like, not at all. Just Thankfully, when Ryan Reynolds shows that he cares for The Rock's character. Thankfully, streaming, um, streaming content home wasn't a total bust. We had some good stuff. You remember how at the beginning of the pandemic, back in 2020, when Hamilton kicked things off, you know, put us all yes, in a musical I, state of mind. I think I know last, what you're talking about. Last year, we had a really good one. We had yes, Tick, yes. Tick, Boom on Netflix. That was great. Yes, that was so good. I'm still so crying. Oh, my God. That one's the one that tells the life story of, uh, um, well, partially biographical account of Jonathan Larson, the creator of Brent and his attempts to get this other show off the ground. It was so good. And… Um, if you're a rent head, I definitely recommend this. There are a few references there that you might find familiar. Like, speak! I would love an answering machine just to have that uh, <laughs> that message. There's this just one scene in this movie that was gold. If you're the a diner. Head. The diner. Oh my the god, all the cameos. All the fucking cameos. That was just oh shameless. My god. Let's just pack in everybody we can here. Every yeah. Tony winner. That you can right, name right. You had there. you had Lin Manuel Miranda in there. You had um, the Skyler sisters. Skyler sisters. <laughs> the, Sky- no, 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 the, the two important Skyler sisters. Oh Everybody just forgets god. who Peggy was. Oh my god! How dare you? Peggy's always Peggy. <laughs> Peggy's always just and left Peggy. behind. <laughs> Peggy's always just left behind. And Peggy. You know, like there. Okay, fine. There was this Instagram video before where these three girls were 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 cosplaying as the Skyler sisters, and then they were. Singing out of the car when they arrived, they, just, they were doing the whole Angelica Elizabeth, and then when Peggy started, they just shut the door on her. It's like, <laughs> oh, is Peggy like the Michelle of Destiny's Child? Yes, she is. She oh, is the Peggy. Michelle of the Skylar Sisters. Oh, what the actual? Peggy. <laughs> yeah, lots of amazing Peggy. cameos. Lots of amazing yeah. cameos in that um, sequence. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, if you're a rent head, you'll find Adam Pascal there. That was so cool. <laughs> as, a, as a random homeless just outside, person. Just hanging out. Sometimes cameos with Adam Pascal, to be fair. Huh? True, true to his rent character, who is really um, poor and struggling to pay rent <laughs> here, he didn't have character development. So apparently, his character in rent became worse. Because <laughs> he got older and he's homeless now, apparently. So sad. 
and he wasn't alone. He was also there with Wilson Germain Heredia, who played Angel in the OBC of Rent also. And Angel also, is alive? <laughs> and also very homeless, along with Daphne Ruben Vega, who was Mimi. They were all goddamn poor people in this one. <laughs> so basically, they did not survive the gentrification of New York. No, they did not. <laughs> They're all just be hanging out outside the diner where Jonathan Larson works, oh, trying to no. write his hit play. <laughs> it was just—it was just nice to see all these familiar faces, and you know, you wanted to hear more of them. Yeah, this is kind of like the Avengers Endgame for musical nerds. It, it's mm-hmm. not just that because you know Adam Pascal, Roger from Rent. We also saw him um, in, in Hawkeye. In Hawkeye. His oh, he was in, oh, Roger from Rent was in Rogers the Musical <laughs> in Hawkeye. <laughs> yes, there you he go. Was. Yes, he was. Right, right, right. He could do it all day. Oh my God. And yes. um, also a little tidbit. Um, somebody else plays Stephen Sondheim <clears throat> in the movie. Well, also, God bless his soul, Stephen Sondheim. But apparently um, in the part of the film where he calls Jonathan up on and um, the answering machine records it, that's actually Stephen Sondheim's voice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty cool. Yes, cool. absolutely. And it's actually also a big year for Sondheim through some <laughs> reason because um, Spielberg's West Side Story came out. Oh, yes. And it just, honestly, it, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing, but it didn't bring in the crowds the way people thought that it would. Um, some people say it that there's like a couple of schools of thought on that. Some people say that maybe it's because people don't want to see this kind of film anymore or maybe people just don't want to go to the cinemas anymore. But then you have something like Spider-Man, which made a billion dollars in like 10 days. So what are your thoughts, guys, on how come these films that are generally well-reviewed, we can even talk about the MMFF, where you know, some of those films were critically acclaimed, but nobody came out to see them. What are your thoughts? Mm. Interesting. That's pretty, pretty deep. Uh... Is my brain I, is my holiday brain ready for I, this? I, I, <laughs> but I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think there are multiple factors. At least I can speak for local cinema situation here because even though we have some big releases out, we had uh, the Eternals out on cinemas. We had um, Shang Chi, I believe, and a bunch of other movies as well. I don't think dinumog din naman sila. But so at least locally, and even the situation with the MMFF apparently doing re- uh, did really really bad. I think it's mainly because people are still scared to be out there, and yeah. I'm. And there was even a question as well whether um, the MMFF would still be online like it did last year, where we got to see Fangirl and uh, um, other films on Upstream. Mm-hmm. Here it was oh surprise we're doing it in the cinemas again. So there was also this confusion. I'm not sure if it's a marketing flaw or they didn't they didn't advertise it as much of it being back in the cinemas. So mm-hmm. I think it's that. And people are still scared to be in this dark and closed space with strangers. Absolutely. I think that's valid. That's a valid yeah. that's a valid point. So I um, guess in the US they're just not as scared, maybe. Well, actually, that's a funny thing because people like Ben Affleck and Paul Thomas Anderson, the director, um, whose licorice pizza is actually very good also. Um, What they've been saying is that… With Baby Heim. Uh-huh. Exactly right. What what they've been been saying is stuff like people like Scorsese, for example, people um, who are saying… Or like Ridley Scott who are saying that streaming, that mobile is going to be the death of cinema. It's not 
so much the death. It's just, you know, another evolution because you, you hit it on the head. You said people are going to be more picky about what they're going to risk their life and their hard-earned money for at this mm-hmm. point. What are you going to leave the house for? Are you really going to leave the house for, you know, a two-hour talky medieval drama or the superhero movie you've been dreaming of since you were five years old? You know, it's just a matter of priorities, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not like a lack of good material. There's a lot of good stuff. Last year, we were able to see OTJ2 on HBO, yes. on HBO Go. That was an incredible viewing experience, which as much as I would love to have seen it on the big screen, I think it worked just as well on, you know, at home for the story it was trying to tell. Yeah, and if you're really mm-hmm. willing to watch it and just immerse yourself in the experience, no matter how small the screen is, you just try to get into it as much as you can because yeah. that's your only option. I think also more than anything, because um, it's it's hard to to compare those because you know Spider Man is is a franchise already, and you know and, and West Side Story isn't really because there's no shortage of good musical you know musicals out there, you know, and good movies, but then those don't really do as well as these things. But I think it's also one of the reasons why. Scorsese doesn't really like um, superhero movies. There's it's a lot of just, old school directors. Yeah, it's not like. just stuff like West Side Story. You know, you also have stuff like um, The Last Duel from Ridley Scott, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the drama with Ben Affleck and Jodie Comer, Matt Damon, you know, all, and Adam Driver. The, these are award-winning actors. They know what they're doing. But you know, the people have to be more picky. <laughs> at this point mm-hmm. yeah because it's a question of do you actually want to watch something thought-provoking in public on the big screen risking your health and safety as opposed to just you know spending two hours having fun watching what you want so there really is that that sense of you have to weigh your risks or you have to weigh your options and see where you you're more willing to take risks for what you're yeah. more willing to take risks for, for. sure and it's just like the factors that we used to have when we would actually go out in the cinema pre-pandemic. Is it expensive? Because, it, well, I, I do assume the tickets are still kind of expensive these days. So, you know, there, there's just that added factor of your safety. So it's not just mm-hmm. the ticket price. It's not just the parking. It's not just the time and the convenience. Travel. And it's and it's not mm-hmm. even the food. Well, you take out the food factor because you can't eat. <laughs> so <laughs> can't true. eat in the cinema. Oh it's God. so sad. You can't do that. But yeah, just this added factor of your health to consider. I wouldn't take it against people, but it really is their decision on what they would want to risk Agreed. their life for. Absolutely. Yeah. It just and really sucks that we can't enjoy movies the way we used to back yeah. then. Yeah. That is true. Like, I won't judge if they choose to watch something critically acclaimed or some big superhero movie. Because if that's what they want, then that's what they want. And uh, I guess some directors may be some pretty salty about it. Maybe it's not their movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. it's not I the mean, highfalutin but- ones. But… Something uh, something that I also learned from sort of apprenticing in the local film industry too back then. Mm-hmm. Um, people were complaining about, oh, why are these certain movies, maybe the shitty comedies with like these certain actors, not which are who I'm not going to name anymore. Why are they doing <laughs> so much better than these, uh, than these um, you know, critically acclaimed thought-provoking ones? And you can't blame the production outfits too because that's what they need the budget for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's it's, also that to you know, consider. Anjo liked the Tomorrow War. 
No, I'm gonna get. No, I'm gonna get to that point because it's on streaming. It's free. It, I didn't have you to spend anything. You know. Yeah, you, you're subscribed it, already. Yeah, exactly. So that subscription gives me access to several products. It's several shows, several movies, documentaries, what have you. Um, whatever streaming platform that offers. But anyway, um, to the other point is because, you know, 2020 and 2021 have been very stressful years because, you know, a lot of uncertainty has happened. You know, the, a lot of uncertainty has happened. A lot of changes have happened. But as a person, do you really want to watch something heavy, something thought-provoking? You want to pay for something thought-provoking or something heavy, or do you want to get entertained? Because you know, there are two things that movies can do: is that they can send a message, and it can be escapism. So I would, I would, I guess, just wanted to think in my own personal opinion is that people would just treat it as, as an escapism, just to get away from from you know the daily grind, you know, their everyday problems or whatever. Um, thing that's been bothering them and just enjoy for two hours. Just have fun with with something that's more entertaining than something that's more thought-provoking. So it's just you know, a different mentality or just different approach to it, I guess. I don't think thought-provoking and entertaining need to be mutually exclusive, but I think you have a point when you say escapism. That, that, yeah. that That's really true because people need an escape from all the crap that's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and something that we did this year, um, the three of us as a group, um, that... We've never done before. We did. We live streamed a movie premiere, and that 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 was fun. That was a good one. Uh, that was also a good movie. That was, a was amazing. Movie. That was both showing us that we can survive premieres in a pandemic, and also that you know local cinema is alive and well. I I really loved Cleaners. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, Cleaners was actually produced some years back and shown in international film festivals, but we were lucky enough to actually have experienced it now for the general Philippine viewing audience. And actually, generally, wherever you can catch those uh, streaming platforms it was in, it was delightful. Uh, It's basically a coming-of-age film about kids in the uh, province. The execution was really fresh. Um, It was actually shot and then printed, then photocopied, then highlighted and put together as animation. It was just like a labor of love and definitely one of my favorites for 2021 as well. Insane. Absolutely insane. The amount of work that went into this, just hand coloring the individual frames to make something that we honestly we'd never seen before. It was a labor of love. I mean, you could honestly tell that they took the time and, you know, they obviously loved the idea of, of presenting it so differently and so uniquely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the fact that we were able to do a Q&A with the, the filmmakers about it. Yeah. And I appreciated the, the invite to that, 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 um, that screening. Yeah. And um, I think it would probably be my favorite local film of last year. Of 2021. Yep. Same here. Same here. Was, I also enjoyed the fact that it was so nostalgic because of all the songs they used. <laughs> right, right. Because it was it was a coming of age movie talking about, you know, these kids' lives in high school, you know, they're not quite adults yet, and all the crazy stuff that happens to them. And then just to have the execution basically be, you know, 90 minutes of it was like watching an OK Go video. Oh, okay. It was like a 90 minute OK Go music video, and I was all for it. Mm-hmm. And uh speaking of coming of age of some sort, we're gonna I, I think I kind of wanna get to another one. I pahabol siya at the end of the year. It was also amazingly executed last night in Soho. Jesus oh, Christ. Yes. yes. Oh, oh my, my God. Goodness. The technicals are also amazing. Yes, that was 
good shit from Edgar Wright, director of um, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and Baby Driver. He really brought his A-game as far as I'm concerned. And it was different because it, this one was not a funny movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Actually, yeah. It was so heavy. Even I, Baby Driver had a sense of humor. I mean, it started off like, oh, look at me. I'm going off to uh, to fashion, fashion school. school. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. think it's going to be a story about growth. Well, it is. Mm-hmm. Basically, still, it is a story about growth and finding yourself, but in a weird, twisted, horror-ish way. If you're kind of like psychic or something. <laughs> it like, it threw me that. for a curveball. I literally did not <laughs> know that. I thought nope. you were going because, to be watching because, something about fashion. <laughs> okay, okay, can we… I want to… I mean like… Dude, that that first dream sequence would throw you off. Because oh my god, it's so happy. It's mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's bringing you back to the swinging 60s. And it, it, it's, it's just great. And how and Edgar Wright shot everything. That was colors fucking insane. Colors and costumes and music. And yeah. all the and, mirrors. And, then, and, all and the amazing shots. hair. Quote unquote mirrors. And the quote mm-hmm. unquote mirrors. And the shots that go three. I don't know how I, to describe yes, it. Like, I just think… I just, I just want to know how they did it, how they choreographed all those, you know, that entire that entire sequence. This was just amazing. It's such a visual treat. And Edgar Wright coming in clutch for 2021. And then, visual treat, but deep inside. Oh my God. The horror. It's treat. And then the story progresses. And then it was like, what the fuck is happening? Holy shit. At what oh point did you God. realize that you're watching a fucking horror movie? I think by the… By the third dream, by the third dream sequence, I think I was like, "What the fuck? What is this?" <laughs> like I, I could <laughs> I like, not Shit. breathe from a part of it. I think it was like a little over half of it until the end. I could not breathe you while know, watching it. It's like, what's going on? What's going on? It's escalating. These, mm-hmm. you know, like, these faceless ghosts are chasing her. What the uh-huh. fuck? That, and there's a murder. Scene, it's like that that scene with um. The, the, that scene with uh, Finnick O'Dare. Uh, fuck. Okay. That scene with Finnick O'Dare or Sam, Sam Claflin. You know? Like oh, yes, you knew Sam that shit was, shit, shit, was gonna, shit was gonna happen. That was like mm-hmm. one of the things that was like a slap to the face. Like you're not watching something whimsical. This yep. is not fun. To, this is not full of games and whimsy. Yep. This is, and- a, this is a fucking psychological thriller. And Matt Smith, who is just so fucking charming, and Doctor Who is so goddamn evil in this movie. So scary. Well, he was kind of charming at first. At yeah, first. to, to, to at suck her first. in. Uh, yeah, but you know, he's, like mm. he's basically this movie in a nutshell. Oh, you're so charming at first, and then later <laughs> on, he's probably gonna try to stab you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, look at me. I'm driving an Aston Martin. It's the 60s. I got a nice suit. I know a place. You want to go? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's do that. And then… Oh, my God. <laughs> my felt, God. The twists and turns of this movie is just… I felt so bad for her when she was trying to get out of the club. It wasn't even the ghosts and shit. It was just that she couldn't go anywhere. She tried running, running from one room to the other. And she was just trapped. Oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> this, this movie so deserves good, a rewatch. This and this movie actually deserves its own episode. Yeah, we could do that. Well, we could. But spoiler mm-hmm. warning, okay? Just spoiler warning. I really like the bad guy in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Old is Lady it? Tyrell is goddamn evil. <laughs> That's yeah. as played by, you know, Dame Diana Rigg herself, the only woman James Bond ever fucking married back in 1967. And she's just Brings her 
evil A-game from Game of Thrones in this movie. And that was a plot twist I did not expect. Yeah. Oh like, my god. The twists and turns yeah. of this, this oh movie was goodness. just… Um, I don't know. Like… It, it's not like Red Notice where you can call out everything <laughs> that was going to happen. Like this was like, what the fuck is happening? You know how, you know how Edgar Wright you know, gave you a mindfuck but not on Christopher Nolan levels? It was just… It's still a mindfuck. Yeah, but it's like the most beautiful mindfuck of the year. You know? (laughs) Except for the faceless ghost because that creeped me out. Dude, I felt so bad for the ghosts when I realized that they were just begging her to help them. Yeah. Well, I… I mean, I don't… They all deserve to die. Don't get me They fucking… They did. You realize that they're all in this shithole because of, you know, old lady Tyrell. And how haunted would that fucking bedroom be with all the I know. Why would you rent it? Why would you rent it to, like, the only psychic art student in London? (laughs) She doesn't… Though, because, you know, the landlady, you know, the lessor is not psychic. The lessee is psychic. So she wouldn't know. Fine, fine. I guess. That's <laughs> she right. wouldn't care. Just money. But dude, the, the fucking walls, man. The walls could talk. Mother dude. of God. So fucking much blood hell. in this movie. And, and ooh, that's ooh, probably ooh. also why I enjoyed it. The cast know? is amazing. Except for the love interest. He was the weakest. Yeah, he was kind ever. of a cartoon character, wasn't he? I felt sorry I just didn't for like him. The way he but, was, you know. it, it was like every time he spoke, it was like he… He was trying to force out… I'm excited yeah, to be you're, here. You're right. You're right. You're right. He is a cartoon character. Every time he would recite his lines, it's like, mm, why don't I feel any authenticity from your lines at all? I don't know. I don't know. He's just he's excited. Mm-hmm. You know, at first, I thought this would be some kind of drama about, you know, fitting in at art school and whatever with the mean girls and shit. But, but no. It took a turn. It really took a turn. <laughs> like, yeah, like… It, it took a turn and hit you in the head while you turned. Oh, yep, that's a perfect way to describe <laughs> it. You know, like Mayu is correct. Like, you would think it's a it's a story about you know coming of age, but no, <laughs> well, kind of like kind of like coming of age in itself. But oh my goodness, in the most fucked up way. While we're on the topic of you know dreams that didn't entirely come true, if if at all. Um, did you finally get a chance to see Spencer? Uh, I I was the first one to see it out of you guys, and I was like, "Watch Spencer! Watch Spencer! Watch Spencer!" No, I I haven't haven't seen Spencer, but um, it's been a busy it's been a busy holiday for me. So, yeah. Uh. So Spencer isn't your typical biopic. Of course, you'd already probably know that it is about Princess Diana, played by Kristen Stewart. But it's not one of those usual. Oh, let me tell you the story about how this person rose to fame or how this person lived his or her life. I love how Spencer just focused on one certain event in Princess Diana's life. Mm -hmm. It was um, Christmas time. Oh, another Christmas movie if you would… And if you would like <laughs> for more depression, yes, <laughs> um, but valid, valid. Yes, um, uh, it was around the time where her marriage with Prince Charles was crumbling, and she was also suffering from bulimia. And like, think of all the shit that could go down. You're in your in-laws' house slash mansion slash palace. I don't know, rest home somewhere in fancy England. I mean, it- it's one thing to be with your in-laws, but then your in-laws are the king and queen. I know. It's the royal family, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and what I really loved about Spencer was you could actually feel the suffocation that Diana was going through. So it's it's probably got 
some raised eyebrows from people who would expect the normal biopic of, oh, I just yes. wanted to know how she, how her life was. Oh, this is part of her life, but told in a sort of dreamlike way because she would have these uh, fantasy fantasies, fantasy yeah. sequences, maybe some hallucinations because of all the shit that she's going through. So Kristen Stewart did amazing here. Yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know more about her performance because it's not. It's kind of like something I never expected Kristen Stewart to do. Because you know, coming from you know the stereotypical Twilight movies, and then she did Charlie's Angels. Does she show her range in this? Yes, uh, she was. She's completely convincing as uh, not even Princess Diana per se, but just as a struggling Diana. mother. That's what really stood really, out for yeah, me, to me. Yeah, more. she really a struggling sold. mother. Uh, Someone who in is in a crumbling marriage. Yes. Okay, and I'm so excited. Also, somebody who is just absolutely trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, same as in last night in Soho. This way, in this case, she's trapped by something that um on the exterior is all civilized and and dignity and classy and all that, but on the inside, they're just as messed up as any other family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And the fantasy stuff, you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm, I'm okay. I was okay with it. A lot of people, what you said, were expecting a traditional biopic, and some people were like actually turned off by the fact that there were fantasy sequences that it had to be explained to them that no, it's not a straight up retelling. It's mm-hmm. talking about her psychological state of mind. It's talking yeah. about her. It's a movie about mental health, basically. You know, and you have to have some suspension of disbelief. The mere fact that. Um, Wormtail is looking after her. Worm I mean, honestly, <laughs> he is. God damn it, he is. Does he turn into a mouse at some point? Uh, or a rat? Well, he Sorry, is, rat. He, he is keeping an eye on her through the whole thing. So you know, he's still a fucking rat. <laughs> entirely possible. Entirely possible. <laughs> but you know, the, the, when you when you, the fact that she she sees the ghost of Anne Boleyn. Okay, you you have to have some suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I think, honestly, I would be surprised if she was not nominated for an Oscar for this. Yes. She's amazing. We all, okay, I'm excited. We all know how much we love Kristen Stewart already, but this just yeah. like is the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Good stuff. Oh. Since we're talking Oscars, I feel that this person will not be ignored in the upcoming Oscars. Of course, Wes Anderson, not Paul <laughs> W.S. Anderson, like we mentioned earlier. The actual He's Wes the, I mean, Anderson. He has Monster Hunter could get nominated for something. Fuck you! Yeah. Razzie! Yeah, Razzie. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. So, okay. I have my movies like I want to watch that still entertain the bad movies that I watch that still entertain me and this fails in that category. <laughs> That's how bad Monster Hunter was. <laughs> yeah, but well, now I want to talk about friends this friends friends the friends sorry the French Dispatch there you go by Wes Anderson. It's what you would expect from a Wes Anderson. It's so wonderfully shot the production mm-hmm. design and mm-hmm. the, the how symmetrical all the shots are with the star-studded cast. Of course, you got Bill Murray. We've got Owen Wilson, Willem mm-hmm. Dafoe, mm-hmm. Saoirse Ronan, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet. Oh my goodness. This, you have this... half the cast of the last three James Bond movies. You have <laughs> Leah Seydoux. You have Christoph Waltz. You got the Jeffrey Wright who plays uh, Felix the dead guy and also the watcher in What If on Marvel 
Um, you have the bad guy from Quantum of Solace there. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so much star power, but it it just delivered. It's basically the story about this um publication, the French Dispatch, mm-hmm. basically, and how the different uh, sections or yeah, yeah, how they're handled by the different writers. Yes, exactly, and they they each tell a story of their own, and it was just so cute. Yes, it, I, this just movie the cute is adorable. It's just the right word for it. It's so cute, not just it, visually, but it does it does like tug at your heartstrings. It, it, it's Wes Anderson, like you, you know, you you know, he's one of those directors who never lost his style and never. Lost the quality in storytelling, like not unlike other directors we've seen who have who maintained the same style, but the quality of their stories have faltered over the years. Yeah, and, and it's all it's also something. It's also kind of interesting how um, it's not as whimsical as like um, Grand, Budapest. Grand Hotel Budapest. Honestly, it's not as whimsical as that. It looks amazing, still exactly what Mai said, but this one has a bit more of a cynical edge to it. Um, a little bit, yeah. Because, you know, you open with the dude dying. <laughs> and everything essentially is a flashback. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see the portions that he chooses to depict in black and white. And the portions that he chooses to depict in color. And um, how each segment is defined by the person who's, uh, who's writing that story. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's interesting. It's, a, it's like a whole... It's like essentially it's an, antho- it's an anthology, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that in how it all comes together, yeah, yeah. So definitely watch that too, and I I'm so excited to see how it does in the upcoming Oscars and also Spencer. Mm-hmm. Speaking well, of more, um, you know, in, in, you know, directors like you no know, good great directors. I want to talk about um Denis Villeneuve's. Ooh, oh yeah, dude. Denis Villeneuve's latest um latest movie Dune, which is right. based on which based on a on, on, on the book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, slow burn, but still a great movie. I, I would also be surprised if that movie isn't nominated for a few awards. Yeah, yes, that, that movie was well made. Um, like uh, it's so surprising for me because having seen, no, having okay, re- I'm rephrasing this. Having attempted to watch and ultimately failing to to finish the 1984. No one should ever watch the 84 <laughs> version. Okay, unless Just you want to see Sting in a. Unless you want to see Sting in a metal no. you know, in a steel, steel steel trunks. What do you call those? Steel trunks? Steel underpants? I don't know. I don't know. How to <laughs> Everybody that. should only watch that one scene and then <laughs> and then not watch anything else. But I watch know, this but new one because it's gorgeous. It is. Right. Oh, Timothy Chalamet is also in the freaking French yeah. Dispatch. Like what the yes. actual hell? Yes. Yeah. He was He's boning Francis McDormand. Uh, <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> I did not expect that. Yeah. At least, yeah. Um, well, at least he, you know, he's gonna have Zendaya and the, you know, this, the Dune franchise. Some somebody younger. And blue I want to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And blue white. So all in all, you know, 2021 was an interesting year for movies, and being at home did not stop us from enjoying great stories. Great characters, amazing visuals. Um, if there was a movie that you would want to sum up your year, uh, what would it be, you guys? Oh, I mean, what what movie would you say 2021 was the... Like, what are you going to remember from, from 2021? I feel like it's going to be um, this... Not really a curveball, but... I was, you know how people were super hopeful that 2021 would be better than 2020? 
So it's either it's a toss up between last night in Soho and maybe Red oh Notice because like <laughs> you would think it's like it's gonna be awesome and then later on it's still horrific. But at the same time, it can also be Red Notice because like ah uh, this shit again. Well, I, yeah, I but, can see where it's going. But when you said when you said last night in Soho, I was like what? That movie's so fucked up. <laughs> well, <laughs> so was 2021. Yep. Well, yep, that's true. But you know, I had a baby in 2021, so oh, good for you. Okay. There's no fine. I haven't. Okay, I haven't seen a movie that you know like it's happy in that sense. But I guess um, I can't because of the movies I've seen in 2021 are mostly you know some mostly cynical <laughs> and dark, if not the superhero movies. Uh, Maybe Luca would have been… You know, just because it's a family-oriented yeah, movie. That works. Aww. So that works, I guess. I'm gonna go with He's All That. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We didn't Some, even talk… It's ah, something y'all got high hopes for. You know, exactly, you exactly what my… No, no. It's exactly what Maya said. You go in with the best of intentions. And then it fucks you every which way it can. Leaving you wondering why you even bothered. And you're just, ah. you're just like mad at yourself and you're mad at the movie. And you're mad at everyone who made the movie. And, and you know, you're just like, get, get 2022 in here already. Come on. I, I, enough of this shit. Hey, uh, 2022 is looking like a good year for movies. I oh, sincerely hope so. Hopefully. But if there's something better about 2021 for me compared to 2020 is that it didn't have cats. <laughs> it didn't start with fucking cats. So thank you. That is well, character development in itself. And I got better one, Idris Elba movies. Thank you. The, there was the <laughs> one cat in Tom and Jerry. Okay, that was a really shit movie. I didn't, I didn't even try. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah. Tom I, I, and I Jerry think, live action and Chloe Grace Moretz chasing cartoon yeah. animals. It was just no. really, really bad. I, I think I think Misha had to, was, I had to write a review about it. Yeah. So I asked him, is it worth it? <laughs> no. Yeah. I remember Tom and Jerry just because some people made a mistake. Because when, when Justice the Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder cut of Justice League came out um, instead of Tom and Jerry. So, you know, it was a week earlier. And then there was a leak in the States. I remember the news. That's why I remember Tom and Jerry all of a sudden. Was it worth seeing in the leak? Or maybe people were just like, oh, this is how it is. I'm not watching it on the cinema. <laughs> so bad. Mm. So bad. We were Happy New Year, bottom. everybody! <laughs> Here we go. Let us know Here what your go. favorite movies of 2021 were. What were your most memorable? What were the worst films? We really want to know. Follow us on Instagram, sub underscore tours, and also on our Facebook group, Sub Tours. We like movies. Let us know what you guys are walking away from 2021 with and what we should be looking forward to in 2022. Thank and you, why, everyone. And why Andrew chose a Twice song to like sing us out, I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> I also do not know. I'm not even going to try and understand that. I'm not going to touch that. Yes, Thank you, everyone. Twice annoying. This has been an episode <laughs> of Subway Tours. We are your hosts. I'm Misha. I'm Andrew. And, and I'm <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy New Year! Pew, pew, pew. Explosions in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>